Frank, have you ever misplaced something that was precious to you? Like uh, my pride or dignity? Yeah, or in my case, my original wedding ring. No. Yeah. Yes. No. No. I've well, I've never misplaced your wedding ring. No. no I appreciate. It. If you did, I would like to know where it is. Yeah. But um, after listening to today's song, I realized what I should have been using to look for it. What's that? A fine tooth comb. Oh. <laughs> well played. Thank you. <laughs> so the the song we're talking about today is uh, "Islands in the Stream" uh, by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. And in the first verse that he references, or, or the, the lyrics reference a, a fine tooth comb, and that's, um, this is me explaining <laughs> our opening to you. So, so you, so you understand that we, we reference the fine tooth comb because it, it's referenced in the song. So it's, it might be circular here, but this is a, uh, it makes sense. You, when you look at a whole picture, it's, it, it's, it's, it's much more. Uh, much more impressive than than looking at it in a in a, in, a, in a through a microscope. <laughs> also, this is this is a long weekend here in Canada, and there's my neighbors are firing off fireworks, so you're going to hear a lot of uh, sort of explosions in the background. So that's um, yeah, that that that's going to be exciting and fun for for us to deal with in editing. And by us, I mean Bill. Thank you, Frank. And thanks for explaining the joke. We had such a great, smooth opener, and then we got to have your director's commentary over top of it. Well, I always find jokes are, are funnier when you have to explain them. You know, when you don't get the laughs and you explain to everybody why they're why they're uh, why they should be laughing here. Let me explain that to you even further. <laughs> exactly. Islands in the Well, this song is actually written by the Bee Gees. And so I didn't know this till, I guess, in the 90s. When we were kids, we just knew it as a Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton song. But then in the 90s, when I found out that the Bee Gees were behind it, it feels like they were some sort of undercover super music agents because they were the big disco kings. Disco went way out of fashion, like, in rapidly. Yeah. The, because of that baseball game, right, where they, they said disco was dead. Is is that what happened? Well, that's what happened on the VH1 thing I watched. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think they um, they wrote this song, or they in the early '80s, particularly they were they the Bee Gees were were songwriters because they weren't recording or performing necessarily because there was such a huge backlash on uh, on disco and they were like synonymous with uh, with disco music, right? So they're like, well, let's lie low a little bit, write a a, a bunch of hits. And then, uh, and then you know, we'll, we'll make our comeback sometime. And, and they certainly did. And so the, you have Barry Gibb, who produced the Barbra Streisand Guilty album. Okay. And then he produced this album by Kenny Rogers, The Eyes That See in the Dark. So Kenny Rogers had just got a number one hit with Lady. Yeah. And then he called up Barry Gibb to ask if he had songs. Yes. And then Barry Gibb wanted to produce an album for him. Oh, okay. So this is how it comes about. Okay. And um, he and his brothers write basically, I think, all the songs okay. on the album. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. 
That's a pretty good album too. So uh, this is the nice thing about going back to these songs is realize they were actually placed in albums. And these albums are good. There was some really neat tunes on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah. So the story behind this song is Barry Gibb originally had either Marvin Gaye or Diana Ross in mind. Yeah, I, I've read a, a couple of uh, couple of different articles. One says uh, Diana Ross, the other says Marvin Gaye. The other one speaks to both of the both of them being uh, the prime target for the for the song, which means I think Barry Gibb because uh, he was kind of the the lead songwriter on this one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think maybe he had both of them sort of in mind at one point or another, and. Yeah, just now it didn't pan out that way because it, it was, uh, yeah, that that that's a big, uh, a, a bit of a jump from country to to soul music, right? Right. Well, we were saying that the early Beachy stuff has a country feel. Yeah, and yeah. they they're great. Like the best thing about country is it focuses on storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And so those early BG songs had stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story goes: Kenny Rogers is in the studio spend like four days on the song yeah. and he hated the song by the end it, he didn't have a feel for it mm-hmm. and tells barry gibb this yeah and barry gibb says you need dolly parton on this song and who's down that hall recording dolly parton yeah oh she's right she's right there this she's <laughs> there. they say well where is she she was in the she was in the building no no do you th- do you think that that was the the thought just like no you need dolly parton on this song or or maybe Barry Gibb was just like, uh, who's in the building? Who's in the building? Uh, you, you need Dolly Parton on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any other country star. I mean, at that time, she was um, Dolly was huge. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dolly Parton comes in and nails this in two to three takes. Yeah. So that's it. And yeah. so there's a sense that they might not have even sung together. There's a Stereo Gum article that we we often will read if we yeah. can find something on it. And they say the guy who wrote it said, uh, "Yeah, Tom Brehan. He um he said it doesn't matter whether or not they actually sung together because it's they sound incredible when their yeah. voices blend. Yeah, their 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 harmonies really work. And uh, I I read also somewhere that they hadn't really or they hadn't sung together. They'd sung together one other time." On a uh, on Dolly's live, uh, her uh, like variety show or whatever. yeah, that's right. But, but that was it. Yeah, and it was then, in '76. Yeah, so was that like five six years before before the song comes yep. out? Yeah. So yeah, so this is a and it, it's a really sort of natural mix between the two, um, the way that they they work and play off of each other in terms of um, uh, the way that they sing, like when. One of them's going for it. The other one's kind of holding back in a bit. So it it, it really works with a, a, a bit of a give and take on this. Yeah. They're totally meant for each other as, as singers. And they, they really let the synth sort of flow through, right? There's synth on this, right? There is. It's, it's is listed. There? Yeah. Synthesizer oh, is listed in, in the, um, as far as personnel goes on Wikipedia, but it's the yeah. Fender Rhodes piano oh, okay. that gives that sort of early 80s feel yeah yeah some would call it dated but it definitely has a lot of that going on. i'd call it nostalgic yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah so i i think mike will be happy that uh that we worked the synth into this yeah, that that's sure. i'm i'm excited about that i didn't even realize that there was one there 
So uh, maybe we jump straight into uh, the lyrics? Jump right into the stream, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Dive in. Dive no, in. Don't, don't dive in a stream. We do a, maybe a stride jump. Stride so jump or, or a very sort of a, a gingerly sort of walk out because the, the rocks might uh, unsure footing and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah we got to talk about streams. What is the uh, difference between a stream and a river is... Uh, spelling and pronunciation. Got it. That's all I know yeah. too. <laughs> so opening lines. Let's work through. Uh, this song is incredible. There's no question about it. This is a bona fide hit. Well, it's yeah. It's it's a jam. It's a hit. And it's one of those songs where people are listening. We're called Guilt Free Pleasures. Yep. Do we even say our name of our podcast yet? Uh, we should now. I Welcome think we... to Bill and Frank's Guilt Free Pleasures. Yep. Five minutes in, you uh, you find out what you're actually listening to or who you're listening to. And we usually focus on songs that uh, may be maligned in the wider culture, but are things that you ought to embrace and that you really do embrace deep down in your subconscious. Yeah. And I don't know if this song is necessarily maligned, um, which also leads us to uh, talk a little bit more about the songs that we put on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is These are our decisions, so if you don't like them, uh, you don't have to listen. But we, we ask that you please, please, please do listen. We, uh, uh, we like it when, when, when people pay attention to us. <laughs> So what would we call, how would we define this? Why why are we going to put this on our podcast, Bill, Bill and Franks? Well, because a guilt-free pleasure is, as long as there's, there's no guilt involved, it doesn't matter if it was a, a song that's sort of on the outskirts or, or underappreciated or, like we said, maligned, or if it's an actual fantastic song. If there's no guilt involved, it, it belongs on this podcast. Yeah. So for whatever reason, we are putting this on. <laughs> Well, it's guilt-free. Yeah. It's guilt-free. And you're not the bosses of us. <laughs> that's I mean, right. Well, don't my... judge us. That's right. I mean, if you don't like it, get your own podcast. I've just insulted all of our listeners. I'm sorry. So here we go. Opening lines. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I set out to get you with a fine-tooth comb. I was soft inside. There was something going on. So my question for you, Frank, is are, do any of these lines even connect to each other? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. In my mind, not not at all. Um, except for the, uh, I was soft inside, there was something going on. That might uh, be a reference to like an underlying health issue, maybe? Baby, when I met you, there was peace on I set out to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. Something going on. So, uh, baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I get that. Yeah. Also, great awkward lyric, which yeah. ranks with um, I am unafraid from uh, Berlin's Take My Breath Away. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. When I met you, there was peace unknown. And so we have, he's met her and now he has all this peace. And then the next line is, I set out to find you with a fine-tooth comb, which implies he immediately lost her. Yeah. Because that's what you do with a fine-tooth comb is, well, you would go over details with a fine-tooth yeah. comb. That's actually how it's supposed to be used. You'd look over a contract with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's the sort of idea behind it. Or you'd comb your hair with it yeah. to get the right parting. So the idea of searching for someone with a fine-tooth comb is kind of odd. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And, and, and especially that... You know, 
when I met you, there's peace unknown. So they're there. They've been met or they've, they've met. And now he's searching out for her with a fine tooth comb. And she's like, it's uh, a little bit confusing here, Barry. Yeah. And so I guess the thing is the BGs are always about the sound yeah. and the blending of voices. And so they need these words to go and these words work. And yep. for us, we get the feel of it, even though it really, if you were to take a fine tooth comb to the lyrics, you'd be trying, <laughs> we could be here all day. We get yeah. nowhere. <laughs> so I think the next, the next part, I guess it's still part of the first verse or the next verse, I guess you do mm-hmm. something that I can't to me that I can't explain. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Well, that kind of works together. Yeah. Every beat of my heart, we got something going on. You do something to me that I can't explain. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Every beat of my heart, we got something going on. Okay, that you know, kind of, kind of, kind of reins it in a bit on the 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 second part of the that verse, right? Right. And now we get kind of confusing. Um, Tender love is blind. It requires a dedication. All this love we feel needs no conversation. We ride it together. Uh Aha. Making love with each other. Uh Aha. So right, right off the hop, the the beginning of that sort of stanza is uh, tender love is blind. It re- requires a dedication. If am I am sorry, maybe I I don't understand love, um, but or tender love or blind love, but uh, a blind love doesn't necessarily. I I wouldn't think it it requires a dedication, right? You don't have to. You're kind of in it with. You're blind, right? Like so, you're 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 in love. It's love. It's whatever it is, right? And it's so, got almost like a criticism, right? When they say yeah. love is blind, it's like why are they together? Well, love is blind, but they're saying no, tender love is blind. Like, yeah. well, why is it blind? It requires dedication. Like that's there's nothing to do with it being blind. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. if it requires that's, dedication, yeah. it's actually more realistic about love where it's like no, no, you got to be dedicated to it. So it's actually yeah. not blind at all. Yeah. It's actually they're seeing fully what's going on. Yeah. And then you have all this love we feel needs no conversation. We ride it together, making love to each other. Now, if this was put in the hands of, say, other singers, this could sound super dirty. Yeah. But I know when I heard it, I never, I just assumed they really were just riding horses and that making love was more like how they would talk about making love in like 1940s films, which is just means trying to, not even trying to get fresh with somebody. Yeah. I I thought you know growing up and and being young and everything, I, the term making love. Uh, of course, I would giggle when I when I would hear it. Yeah, I think I I think I still do, but uh, I I thought it was just like making out and kissing. That's all I thought making love was. Well, that's what we're gonna assume because this yeah. is gonna damage our five year old selves who yeah. first heard this. So. Yeah. So that's a sampling of the lyrics. I don't think we need to work through the entire thing because it doesn't matter because the song's awesome. Well, w- w- should we at least talk about the chorus a bit? Oh, for sure. 
So, uh, yeah, islands in the stream, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world, and we'll rely on each other. Aha. Uh-huh. And I like in the that they write in the lyrics, the ahas. Yeah, yeah. Um, from one lover to another. Aha. Uh-huh. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? So the chorus is awesome and, and, yeah. and I love it and everything. And and I think it's uh, mostly sonically, right? Like the way that it sounds is uh, is what really drives it home uh, for us. But the the lyrics are, again, we're, we're a couple of mixed metaphors. Yep. A little bit of like confusion in there. Yeah. So there are islands in the stream with no one in between. Yeah. I mean, you got water in between yeah. the islands, but I guess no one is in between, even though they're two islands. Yeah. But it just seems a little bit uh, Simon and Garfunkel-y, like, uh, I am a rock, I am an island. Yeah. Like, like when you're an island, you're all alone, right? Yeah. And th- this definitely feels like, we've, t- we've talked about John Donne before, mm-hmm. but there's a famous John Donne poem that we, I think we, well, it's the only one anyone ever references, the yeah. uh, where he says, no man is an island. But he talks about if an, this was cut, if this, if it was cut off from the, if one person was cut off from the land, we'd all suffer from it or something like that. And, he, yeah. and then he says, for whom the bell tolls, the bell tolls for thee. It's all part of the same thing. Yeah. Now, I have a point where I'm going with this. <laughs> now, this is where, um, so Islands of the Stream feels like it's kind of connected to this to some degree. Mm-hmm. And, but the idea of two people being islands implies that they'd be alone. Right? Unless they're like, are they, so if they're, I guess I assume that the stream was separating the two islands. Yeah. Or are the two islands right next to each other and there's a stream beside them? But if the two islands are next to each other, wouldn't it just be one big island? They'd have to have a stream running through them. Yeah, because it's islands in the stream. So it's not islands beside the stream, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit confusing. I think we, do we know anyone that, who's the geography teacher at your school? Can they can they explain? Melanie this to us? could tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how can we be wrong? Shows up in there, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything they've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, well, how can their love be wrong? Right, right, right. And then sail away with me is like, all right. So the islands, they've abandoned the whole island thing. Yeah, it's like let's just sail away. I'm like, yeah. okay, sure, all right, and we'll rely on each other. Sure. From one lo- the, at least that makes sense at the end there. But but I I also love the sail away with me to another world. It's like, okay, what kind of ship are they on? That like, is this Elon Musk and Grimes or whoever he's dating these days? Are they making a car and going up into space? Or well, they're they... shooting a car into uh, a car inside of a rocket into space? Oh right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, we're, we're doomed. So, um, <laughs> you mean yeah. us generally, or, or 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 mankind? We deserve what we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> but this. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this I well I guess the idea of like being alone together yeah. is important. But then you're not really alone if you're together. Yeah. Oh gee. Very such a paradox. Yeah. Despite it not making any sense, the songs I mean, I just the song was incredible. When yeah. I first heard this is like the pinnacle of their careers in mm-hmm. some ways. Uh, arguably. 
I mean, would you say the gambler is bigger than this? I would. I would say the the gambler's is uh, is bigger than than islands in the stream for for Kenny Rogers. It, it's so tough to say though. The gambler's so iconic, right? Yeah. Now, how about Jolene for for Dolly, Dolly Parton? Parton? I would even say nine to five by oh, uh, yeah. by Dolly Parton, right? Yeah. So this is a massive hit for two people who already have massive so, hits. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So who are you going to give MVP for oh. this song? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Dolly. Yeah. This is I would say Dolly all the way. Yeah. So I think she does make the song. Yeah. This and I think Kenny was right in the studio to say it wasn't working. And when you hear the versions that don't have the duet, it's yeah. something's lacking. Yeah. And then Barry Gibbs ability to call out what needed to happen. And her vocal is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like they I mean, they blend together so well. We've already talked about that. Yeah. But my favorite part of the song is that second verse where she comes in, takes control. Yeah. And that is what does she say here? Let me bring it up. I can't live without you. That where it begins with that. Mm-hmm. I can't live without you. If the love was gone, everything is nothing if you got no one. And her just voice. Yeah. Just she's got this sort of vibrato thing going on. Like a like a slight warble in yeah, it. Yeah, right? exactly. Which is, and it's just It's so endearing. Yeah. they they kind of have that staccato but that won't happen to us and we got no doubt and we, and it just keeps going on from there right yeah. just it's so good and then that finally just to get her line where she says no more will you cry that line and what she, her, the way she says cry mm-hmm. is just it's just so perfect yeah that's my uh, that's your favorite part that's my favorite part to me the song just the, the anything else happens is is gravy What about you, Frank? Uh, favorite part? I, it it comes in the chorus, uh, and it's not in in every chorus. I think I, I think it's it's towards the end, and they're repeating the chorus, and there there's a little bit the islands in the stream, and they really hit that uh, that is what we are, but they really hit it that one time, yeah, er, yeah. Uh, the one time, and it, it just it kind of pops right, yeah, and it, it just it makes you feel it makes you believe in them. Does it the moment? Like, is it later in the song? Or is that the moment where she just delays it ever so slightly? And I, she I, says, that is what we, and he says, are, and then she goes, she just delays it yeah. just perfectly. Yeah. And I, in my head, I hear that delay way more than when I actually listen to it. But mm. she has a way of singing this where she just is slightly behind yeah, and she, knows she exactly. Yeah, she slows it down just a little bit more, right? And it just it just works so nicely, I, I, I thought. That was, yeah. a, like I said, it. It makes makes you think that yeah, they are islands in a stream. Oh yeah, and the, um, on a sail ship to another planet. She 
has a moment where they, it's the bridge. Yeah. Where he says, come and sail away with me. And she goes, and then she does that, uh, whatever vocalization, she says, sail away. Yeah, yeah, And okay, it's yeah. just like, okay, this is where it's like, I just hand it over to Dolly. She's yeah. got it. She's yeah. bringing this home. It's perfect. Yeah. I was going to say um, about the song, it's called Islands in a Stream, based on a Hemingway story, post-humous story put together, like he wrote it in the early 50s. But the Bee Gees also have a song called For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is also taken from probably Hemingway. It could also be taken from the John Dunn poem. But it is interesting that they seem to return to Hemingway a few times. Yeah, I guess... uh... The Brothers Gibbs were big Ernie Hemi fans. <laughs> well, we hit up a lot of lyrics. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of lyrics in this song. Like, there's basically two verses, but those verses are novels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. They're, yeah, well, and maybe that's what the hell Hemingway thing. Yeah. But you know what? It's not super depressing. Like, reading no. in... I'm Ernie Hemingway novel. Yeah. Ernie is tough to read. Yeah. 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 I think I've given up on a number of his books. Yeah. So to me, this song is a perfect gateway to country. If you grew up without country music, country yes. music was something we were kind of disdained as kids. Yeah. Like it was always made fun of. It was always, yeah. It was like, you know, I lost my truck. I lost my girl. Yeah. My dog died. That, that kind of a thing. Right. But uh, yeah. The, and, and this is, this is big for like, it, it's almost a crossover hit. And both um, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton had uh, crossover hits. Uh, uh, Dolly Parton with 9 to 5, which was more of a pop song than a country song. Totally, yeah. And uh, um, Kenny Rogers with Lady and his involvement with um, with uh, Lionel Richie, right? Exactly, yeah. So this was for me, well, growing up, this was country music, even yeah. though you know it was certainly not Conway Twitty or any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was more pop country. But it did make me go back to Dolly Parton and uh, Kenny Rogers songs. Does oh, Kenny Rogers, he's country. Is he country yes. or is he pop? Like his, he's got an incredible greatest hits collection. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I, I would consider him country, but almost straddling the line a bit, right? Okay, right. And then bo- both of their catalogs are fantastic, too. Oh, right? yeah. Like, this is great. Interestingly... This song can't be found on any Kenny Rogers albums. Even the one that was recorded on, I meant to bring the vinyl in. Oh, okay. Even the one that was recorded on, you can't get it when you're trying to stream it. It's cut out oh, of really? there. And so you can only oh. find it on Dolly Parton's greatest hits. Oh, okay. So there must be some sort of deal with Capitol Records or whoever's behind there, it. There was one, I, and I, I read something about it. Then I got bored with what I was reading, so I yeah. didn't pay attention. But uh, um, yeah, the, there's there was some sort of... Um, uh, conflict with the with the labels, I think. Right. So yeah. So you you can only find this on Dolly Parton's greatest hits, but not Kenny Rogers, yeah. even though it was on a Kenny Rogers album. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I don't know what it's worth. The music video for the song you, is there one? No. I because I, I I watched a like a live performance of them uh, singing together. And, right. And their their live performance it it wasn't 
the recording. It, it was them singing, and you, and you could tell, but it was it was pretty bang on yeah. to the to the official uh, like audio recording because he's wearing the tuxedo, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that is the video that they would use, but there's yeah. no like lip syncing thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was yeah, it was live off the stage there, right? Which which is rare in that era to have live yeah. music and to not have a video. Yeah. Now, if you were to make a music video for this song, mm-hmm. what would you what would you make it about? I'll start by telling you my plot line because <laughs> okay. I've thought about this. All right. <laughs> I want it to take place in like a barn. In a stream? In a, no. Okay. I thought about doing it literally, but I think it works better as a barn dance. Oh, okay. And that the two of them are singing up on stage and it represents this sort of like wholesome sort of feel. Where the people dancing, you might have some older people dancing, younger people dancing, but they're kind of, they're all enjoying the song. And it creates this sort of, so, sort of some sort of community thing, where, but yeah. these two people singing to each other, it's just the two of them. But there's no love thing going on because there's, Kenny and Dolly are like brother and sister. There's never a sense that there is, there's anything between them. Yeah, it's more like there's a platonic love that, that that's uh, felt there. But I also get the feeling that the song isn't for new love. No, it's for an, a love that's existed and endured, right? Yeah, this, this is like a, a a wedding anniversary, a twentieth wedding anniversary, twenty fifth wedding anniversary sort of uh, song when you're having a party or whatever. This song plays, and and it makes sense. And that's going to be in the music video. It'll say "Happy Twenty Fifth <laughs> above them, because back then in the eighties, it's so weird because. Kenny's 45 years old. Dolly's 37, 38. Okay, yeah. Back then, they always just seemed like... He always just seemed really old to me. But again, that's part of the time. Well, so, yeah. Oh, man. I'm the same age as Kenny Rogers was when he did Islands in the Stream. All right. So, you're going to record a duet with Ashley tonight? And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll this see. Is, this is going to be your big break. <laughs> this will be the one. This yeah. is my big shot. Yeah. So, what about you? Would... would I gave you an excellent music video. What would yours be? Uh, well, all I can think about is islands and streams right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a little bit on the spot here, Bill. So, yeah, thanks for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of... Uh, mine would involve a meadow scene. Oh, yeah. And they'd, be, they'd be singing and holding hands. It'd be very wholesome. I was thinking Dolly Parton could be running down the hill like the youngest daughter in Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say. <laughs> Will she bite it like when she down the hill too? Oh, yeah. or no? <laughs> could she could. Could this have been on Little House on the Prairie? For sure. They could have yeah. done they could have sang Islands in the Stream yes. at the Walnut Grove Cherry Pie Bazaar or something. Yeah. Let me try that again. Yeah, cherry Pie <laughs> no. Bazaars. <laughs> I was trying to think. Do they 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 had community nights? Oh, I'm when, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, I just jumped straight into categories, Frank. So no, it's okay. Uh, okay. Could Michael Bolton sing this song? Yes, I agree. I think so. Who would he sing it with, though? That's the that's the big question. Because you want someone from his his era, his genre, right? I got the answer. Who? It's Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And this is why. It's because he released an album of movie songs. 
and he did a duet with Dolly Parton. Did he? I Will Always Love You. How come I don't know this? I just heard it today. Really? Yeah, and it was really good. Like, his vocals are like, oh, wow, he really held back. He's got a really good voice. And then he went full Bolton. Oh, did he? Oh, Oh, fantastic. Oh, Michael, why'd you do it? And then Dolly Parton comes on. And she did she go full Bolton or full she didn't Parton? go full she went full she didn't go full Parton she went full real singer who wrote the song and gets it yeah. and she also gets it that she's singing it twenty or thirty years later and yeah. so she holds back her vocal and puts way more emotion to it oh, it okay. was brilliant yeah and then Michael Bolton just goes full just out Bolton. It. oh. Yeah. So nice. it's like so hilarious <laughs> that she gives one of these great performances and he goes full bold. Yeah. And well, he, he's, the producer should have held him back. You can't tell a bird not to fly, Bill. <laughs> exactly. You can't tell a bolt not to bolt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my... So this is a rarity. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, where Michael Bolton actually... I usually don't feel much for this category, but this yeah. one I'm actually like, oh yeah, no, no, he sh- he could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he needs someone to rein him in, and yeah. he needs to really be on a, a probably on a literal leash or bring <laughs> a halty collar to keep that voice back. Yeah, he pull on it or close his mouth. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my take. Oh, that's fantastic. I need to listen to that song. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, mixtape? Mixtape. I've, uh, I've done a little bit of work on this. So I didn't go with it with a theme. I just went with a feel. Okay. So on this mixtape and, uh, two of the songs I've already referenced, which, um, cause I, I think you, you would want to put the, uh, the crossover song. So nine to five by Dolly Parton. Yeah, I would have good on call. Yeah. Lady by, um, uh, Kenny Rogers. Yep. Um, uh, I got you, babe. Sunny and Cher. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, let's give them something to talk about. Bonnie Raitt. I like. I would. T- uh-huh. All my life. Oh yes. That Aaron Neville. Ah, son of a gun, Frank Pearson. Let me go to my songs here. I have uh, "Let Your Love Flow" by the Bellamy Brothers, which I keep trying to get you to hear. Okay. <laughs> which is a perfect song, and. There's a song called Just You and I by Eddie Rabbit, but it was a it was a duet. I can't remember who the other woman is in it, but uh, that was a, one of my uncle's wedding dances. Oh, okay. But it's a it's a duet, Just You and I, which yeah. is like Islands in the Stream. Yeah. I also had All My Life with- uh, Oh, yeah. nice. And then- I got to stop going first because I always yeah. take at least one or two of yours. That's okay. Queen of Hearts, Juice Newton. Oh, <laughs> nice. Love Will Keep Us Together, Captain and Tennille. Okay. And then I had I Will Always Love You, Michael Bolton and Dolly Parton. Yeah. But there's a lot of- I was thinking the love lift us up where we belong, but maybe- uh, That was almost on my list yeah, too. Might be too cinematic yeah. for this. Yeah. So, um, and, but Queen of Hearts feels like it, it fits in nicely. Yeah. So, uh, Hallmark movie. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And Dolly Parton's like, actually, she's been in several Hallmark movies, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Rogers is a pretty good actor, too. Those two could have been in a movie. Yeah. But I don't think they'd have to play brother and sister. Yeah. I think it culminates with uh, with your barn dance scene. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when the song comes on at the end. 
Okay, they're so they're not going to be brother and sister in this movie. No, uh, we they're, can, they're, they're going to be singing. Maybe they're the maybe they're the uh, they're the parents, the uh, right. single father, single mother of yeah. the couple that's getting together. Right, and the right? couple is John Stamos and um and Angela from Who's the Boss. I just want to pick people <laughs> Judith who Light? Yeah, Judith Light. I want to pick people who'd be in Hallmark movies. Yeah. I saw an interview, just yeah. going back to the brother-sister thing. There's an interview on Hollywood E or whatever, one of those yeah. Entertainment Tonight. And they asked Dolly and Kenny just a few years ago. It was before he passed away. Yeah. He died at 81. And it was on his farewell yeah. concert in Nashville. They asked why there wasn't ever anything in between them. It was very disappointing because their answer was, oh, no, you got to keep the tension or then no one's interested. I can't believe they answered that way. Yeah. Because they're married. Yeah. She's been married to Carl Dean since 1966. Yeah. This like famously she's married to somebody who stays out of the limelight and she's got a good thing going on. And so when she says that in the interview, no, you don't say that. You say this is, we're singers. This idea of them having some love between them is, is just inappropriate but but dolly parton has been uh i've, I've seen a, a few interviews with her and read read a few uh comments and everything and she has this a bit of a biting sort of uh um uh wit about her and i i think it was kind of said tongue-in-cheek knowing yeah. that uh you know she's happily married and has been for in her entire life basically yeah and it, she wrote jolene about the uh Bank teller. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that she thought her husband was in love with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was um, a, if I remember correctly, it was a pasty redhead, Jolene. Right? <laughs> There's always hope there, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm someone's Jolene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay, we got that. We got that music video. Um, okay, covers. Well, yeah, you, you really can't talk about this song right now, or. I guess, or like 25 years ago without bringing up a uh, ghetto superstar. Oh from, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, from the, was it Bullworth? Bullworth. The, yeah. It was a movie. Um, <laughs> but, but the song with uh, Pross and uh, ODB, ODB and, uh, and Maya, just fantastic. 1998, I think it was. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredible uh, song. Yeah. And I, when I first came out, I thought it was stupid for using a country song. And I thought, oh, you know, at th- in that era, we were, oh, by we, I mean me, it was like dismissive of hip hop, where it's like, oh, they're just stealing music. Yeah. They're doing this without ever really understanding the history of music in general. Yeah. But the more I go back to Ghetto Superstar, like this is insane. Yeah. How fun it is. Yes. And that bass line. Yes. And then just what they do with it. And yeah. it is uh, super fun. And ODB's nuts. He just yeah. showed up. They said he wasn't supposed to be in there, but he just walked in on the session. <laughs> so he just jumps just, in as a hype man yeah, and ju- just yeah. does his thing. And it's perfect. His Which lines is, is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's not necessarily a cover, but like a major sample of of the song. Oh yeah. Right? Did you listen to to many covers? Because um, there there is the version that the Bee Gees 
did in 2001, I yeah. think, which is pretty good. Pretty good. And so that and that one, Robin Gibb takes the vocals. Yeah. And he sings Ghetto Superstar midway through. Okay, I didn't make yeah. it all the way through. Yeah, that part. so okay, at one yeah. at one point he changes it to get a superstar. Oh, okay, but it's oh, a nice. definite shift because it's not. There's no country feel. Yeah. But you can hear a live version of Islands in the Stream from a few years earlier with Barry Gibb. Yeah. Which has a different feel as well. Yeah. It's fun to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. And there's his own demo. Yes, about Barry Gibb's demo. Yeah. Which was, uh, again, it wasn't disco, it wasn't country, it wasn't soul. It was kind of like early 80s pop, I guess, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah. Islands in the Stream. That is what we are. No one in between. Now there's also Feist and the guy from the Constantines oh, version. I listen to I, I I got so depressed listening to it. I, I, well, when Feist came in, she I liked her lyrics a lot better. Yeah, but I was just like, oh man, this is just a downer. Yeah, this is where this is why this is a guilt-free pleasure. Yeah, like hipsters need not apply. Yeah, stay away. Yeah, sail away. Yeah, rather stay in your lane. Oh my god, I did not like it. I no. did not like it one bit. I feel like I should try to do a green eggs and ham rhyme to make this work. <laughs> I did not like it in my in my chair. I did not like it anywhere. Well done, Mr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I there's not I don't think I can find the words to say how disappointed I was with that version. Yeah. I hate it. Well, and I was just like, okay, the Constantines, yeah, they had their thing in Feist. I really like Feist, but uh yeah, nope. Swing a miss. Yeah. <laughs> It's missing that sweetness that I think that uh, that Kenny and, and Dolly have, right? Exactly. And that is what makes this song, is it's a sweet song. Yeah. 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 There is a connection between this song and Guilty Pleasures in general, in terms of Guilty Pleasures, this is what we are. Right? Yeah. And, and no one's in between, I guess. Actually, I actually have no idea what that line still means, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. But, well, and we rely on each other. Uh huh. One podcaster to another. Uh huh. <laughs> so, so thank you for joining us in the stream today and listening to Bill and Frank's guilt-free pleasures. <laughs>